Basketball players are playing a lot of golf nowadays. Steph Curry with the like a seventy, well, he saw like a seventy-one or something. Or how did he end up in that web.com tournament? Did you see that? You know, because I didn't see any headlines. It was either because Tiger was doing so well, or he is was like ten over. But yeah, I just I mean, didn't he shoot like a seventy-one last year? He shot a was it last year. Or this last year? year he did seventy seat, seventy-three, seventy-three. This year he shot a seventy-one. First round, and then yeah. Oh, he so he did shoot a seventy-one this year. Yeah. So was it? What did they do the rest of the? I guess that's the thing is I haven't heard news about it. Yeah, that's I'm trying to Google now and see. Oh, 86 on the second day. Well. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, hey, that's just you know, seventy-one still like overweighs that. That's pretty impressive. That is actually really impressive. I mean, 71 I mean, on, on any course. 86 is impressive. I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Well, for me, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a pro athlete and like, but still, I, whatever. I think well, 86 on an awful lot, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. A pro wait, course. Wait, you tell me that he, this guy doesn't spend like every minute of his off season golfing. I mean, he has to. If he's, playing, if he's throwing 71s up, he must golf a he's lot. He's probably golfed a lot. Well, like, think about it. His, he grew up rich. He probably grew up golfing. Like, I'm sure he's golfing. But exactly. still, it's a professional course setup. I mean, professional tournament. I mean. Yeah, no, but whatever, whatever. He's, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, I mean, it's, but the 86 is more of what I would expect. Yeah, I don't know how the handicaps work. Like, what, I mean, a scratch, we've been over, the scratch golfer's still a little like, like, what would you expect a scratch golfer to shoot in a web event? I'd be curious to know that number. If you're a listener out there and you know that answer, then write us an email and we'll send you a T-shirt if we ever have some. Yeah, I'll send, slide into someone's DMs. I'll, actually, I will send you a T-shirt. It's not going to be a Golf Talk T-shirt. Just it's just going to be one of my fucking T-shirts. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> but I need to know what, what would you expect a, deal, a scratch man. golfer to shoot in a web.com event, like what would their expected score be? That's the question to our uh, listeners. Anywhere between 71 and 86, that's, uh, that's what I would say. Yeah, somewhere in there, I'd imagine. Yeah, Steph Curry, I don't know, not, not going to be in the Masters anytime soon. You know, I think he could probably what about compete the Beijing on, Masters? He could compete on Euro Tour is what I was thinking. I think he could be like a yeah. a marginal Euro Tour guy. Euro I mean <laughs> Oh, it all get me started. <laughs> I really I really Euro Tour? What's wrong I, with I have Euro more Tour? respect for the web.com guys than the people who choose to play Euro Tour year round and have a choice to play anything over here. Well, is that because you think the United States is like the best country in the world and you just... It's the best league. It's the best golf league in the world. And whatever you're doing, if you're not on the PGA Tour, you should be trying to get PGA Tour status. And once you have it, you should play a full schedule or else you're really not... I don't know what you're trying to do as a professional if you're not doing that. This is not the 80s anymore where it's like there's two leagues in Europe. No, if you're good, you come to the PGA Tour, period. Yeah, everybody's doing it. Casey does it. uh, What's his name? Sergio. 
Um, you know, I, they all migrate over. Willett's kind of gone back over there because he can't compete over here, whatever. Are the purses not high enough? I don't understand the... I didn't know there was, like, this anti-Euro bias going on here. You... I mean, Zach, all the golf we've taught, you did not know that I have a strong anti-Euro bias? Bias? Well, I, I bet, but I mean, like, what's... It's like if, so if you were a golfer, like, let's ignore picking winners here. Let, let's say you're a, a golfer trying to make a living. You would, you would elect to go to the web.com route over the European route? Well, I think, uh, I mean, on some level, you want to take whatever route gets you on, is most likely to get you on tour. Um, Most money. Which still probably, do what? What about the money? You want to get the most money. Uh, I mean, you can make that argument for, like, a lot of the guys that are playing, like, EuroLeague basketball. I think that's really appropriate, but the golf... uh, is different. I, I mean, in my opinion, um, yeah, Euro Tour is just like substandard. It's like if you know you just were a good NFL player, but you were Canadian and decided that you were going to play in the CFL instead. Like, I mean, what's a more what's a more exciting place to play it? If I could go play the Italian Open or the John Deere Classic, John Deere Classic, no hesitation. You wouldn't go to who would? What's wrong with Italy? I don't know. I don't know who golfs in the Italian Open. Not, I mean, I mean some good guys, but the overall depth of the PGA Tour fields is is great. I mean, well, speaking of really great fields this week, what about the Wyndham? I mean, yeah, pretty weak field if you ask me. Yeah, what about? I mean, it's traditionally I would say one of the weakest tournaments. I give a few tournaments that run opposite, like majors and world golf um and the ones that are like the week before the major kind of thin other than those and this is i mean this is similar it's it's really you're only playing if you need to make the playoffs need points need money or you have some kind of weird sponsor obligation or you're just a local and you're in love with the course and always play well there and want to go get a check who needs to make the playoffs the most um Oh, that's interesting. I mean, who needs to make it the most? The one people are going to look at the most is Sergio. Like, he'll get the most attention on that, but there's, I don't think he needs it less than anyone else. That's the, the interesting thing. Is like, Yeah, that's a really bad question. I mean, what I'm trying to ask is, who has the most to gain from playing this weekend? Hmm. Um, I mean, again... In order to make the playoffs. I need to... I, Pat Mayo, um, colleague of ours, has a really good tweet that had a list of uh, Patrick all Mayo the guys, experience. Uh, the guys that are on the line. But um, so I have to look at that again. I know Sergio's on there. Um, the most again, like I don't know if Sergio has anything to gain by making the playoffs. I don't. I don't know if he really gives a fuck. He won the Masters, got married, had a kid. Uh, he may or may not be. I mean, in theory, he has the most to gain because he could still play his way into a Ryder Cup spot. But I don't know if he gives a fuck about a Ryder Cup spot. I wouldn't. Yeah, who watches the Ryder Cup? It's like watching European golf. It's pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch half the European players. Well, that's to my point. If you look at the Ryder Cup roster, like all the best European-born players, they're all PGA Tour pros. 
I mean, you know, they're they're less and less jump. A lot of guys will like jump back over and do do a few Euro events. Fleetwood's probably over there more than most of the good players, but like you see Stenson and Casey, and they're over here more and more and more um, as their careers go on. So, yeah, I don't know. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm listening here. No, that's cool. Yeah. So I, I really am, am trying to figure out why why Joel if you hear me typing, why Joel Damon isn't isn't in this uh, tournament this week. Huh. Um. It, Joel Damon's probably already in the playoffs. That's that's tricky. I'm not sure. I I need to get a a points list. Up this here. is. Yeah. No. This is good. I like. I don't. I don't have a problem with with us not really knowing anything about golf as we talk about golf. But yeah. but like. He played last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably need it. That's what I mean. It's like if you don't need this tournament, you generally don't play in it. All right. So who is it like? Is this based off of, of like the world golf rankings? What? How you get into the Wyndham? Or what? Or, yeah. or how do you get into the playoffs? Sorry, the playoffs. If you make the playoffs. Uh, FedEx points, which is, you know, comparable to FedEx the money. FedEx points. Yeah. Let's talk about the FedEx points. Is that fair? Is that a fair system? Would you would you prefer a different system uh, if you were if you were running the PGA uh, tournament? How would you pick who who were who was in the playoffs? Yeah, I would I would just make a list of weighted strokes gained stats, meaning you account for field strength, which the regular course gain stats do not. And I mean, to me, that's the holy grail. You know. Yeah, I would. The best players on tour are the ones that gain the most strokes um, after accounting for field strength. So I would rate. Them well, like this is that. fascinating. So, Adam Scott's on the bubble. He's the last guy in. He he's not playing this week, so he's not going to make it this week, right? He's not going to be in the playoffs. You know, um, I know he was for a while like on the edge. I'm surprised if I, I need to look into that too, because um, Adam Scott at one point was going to play this, and now he's not in the. DraftKings field, I don't think he's in the actual field, and I wonder if he, if last week got him through, so he dropped out. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he thought he needed this, and then he finished so high last week that he dropped out. Um, I'm not sure. Actually, you know what? I have no idea what I'm looking at, because this uh, PGATour.com FedEx leaderboard is really confusing. Yeah, I mean... So, well, whatever. Um... The, the the FedEx Cup points, I mean, you look at the list and, like, Phil Mickelson's 10th, and you're like, well, Phil hasn't had a very good year. I mean, you get massive boosts for, like, really high finishes. Like, a win goes, like, so much farther than, like, 10 10th place finishes. I like to think. You know, maybe that's not the right math on that example, but you get the idea. Yeah, it's a little surprising to see Pat and Kazir at number 15. Yeah, I mean, he well, he was like one or two or three early in the year because he had, you know, like I said, you get way up there for a win, I guess, you know. Um, so, yeah, those – I mean, you go DJ, JT, Kepka, Rose. I can buy that top four. But then you're getting down to, like, Bubba. Like, you can see how the, the wins really throw you up there. Bubba's fifth in the points. Um, guess where Jordan Spieth is on the rankings? Uh, 50. 40. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm happy with that. I was in the neighborhood. But yeah, I mean, so there's all these motivation angles and you kind of touched on earlier, like, uh, is there any data to support that players that are close to 
the playoffs can really like boost their game up and I don't I don't think anyone's done that study and I I imagine that it probably not. I don't think you could tease anything out that there's some kind of like significant edge to playing someone on the line. I'm going to mostly ignore that. Sergio's the curious case because he does in theory have so much to gain. I think he's one of the guys that's been in the FedEx Cup playoffs like every year since they started doing it or, or something like that. So it'd be like he'd be one of the first times he ever or the first time he ever misses it. But I don't know if he really cares. Like fans care, but it's all kind of contrived. He got his masters win. Like whatever. So so I mean you, you mentioned the word curious case. Was there a Benjamin Button reference there that you were trying to, to sneak in there? Or was that just a, a, a great Wordplay. Who's Benjamin Button? Is that a Eurotour guy or? <laughs> he should. He should be. That would be a lot more interesting if there was a guy on the Eurotour whose name is Ben Button. <laughs> B Button. Let's let's keep talking about the Wyndham. I mean, I really, I really, I don't really know much about this tournament. It was difficult to to find any any information about it because people are still talking about the the, the PGA Championship from last week. Um, what's what else can we talk about around around the Wyndham this week? Who's Joel Damon's not there. I know. It's like, why even bother? I wonder. He's out hat shopping, I guess. Um, the window, I think one of the interesting things about the Wyndham is it is uh, a very different course than you normally see on PGA Tour, which you see them bust out for, like, like for some of these lower-level events. Uh, generally an easier course, you know, minus 16, minus 20 or more could win, um, should win. It's very rarely under that uh, really short course. It's a course that suits old guys. It's a course that suits um, smart golf. Pitch and putt. Hitting fairways. Yeah, you get a lot of wedge shots and a lot of like, uh, yeah, like under 450-yard par fours, which is probably going to be a wedge shot for a lot of guys. The, the only defense here is the greens. That's what I've always said about the Wyndham. It's got really undulating greens, and like you kind of want to be on a certain part of the green, and then you're gonna have tough bendy putts. Um, and that's about it. There's some trees, but it's a short course, easy course. Davis Love won here when he was like 90 years old three years ago, so that tells you a little something. Yeah, I, I really think that was a big win for Davis. So, who's gonna win this week if you had to just Ignore salaries on DraftKings. Ignore odds. Who's your Who's your pick? Pick to win the event? Yeah, gosh, that's a good one. Um, straight numbers. Cabrera Bayo pops really high, but he's missing like three or four missed cuts on Euro Tour heading into this last major. So there's a little bit of a sketch factor there, and he gets really popular when he has good performances. Um, I I want to say. Stenson. Wait, didn't I didn't, say our, didn't, our, didn't didn't Bello uh, blow up last Sunday? Uh, yesterday, I didn't look at on the. Uh, I didn't pay attention to what yeah, he anyone, anyone did except for Tiger Woods yesterday. Obviously, no, that's understandable. And we'll don't worry, we will talk about Mr. Woods here momentarily. Um, but yeah, Stenson's my but, pick to win. Uh, Stenson's the best golfer in the field. Wow, according to me, just um, yeah. That's yeah, and I'd say pretty clear cut. Coming off of the, coming off of that junk performance at Belle Reve. Yeah, he's fine tee to green. I don't care. I mean, and you know, he's Henrik Stenson. 
I mean, but I mean, really, it's a lot of that. I mean, you, his competition would be Webb Simpson, um, who highest price player, and that's a lot of that is history. This is basically his home course. He's got a lot of history here, like quote unquote, always plays well here. I think there's some blips. I don't have the, the course history available actually either. Our, our buddy Mike Miller, Smart Golf Bets on Twitter, uh, still working on the sheet apparently. Um, well, you just told me that that the uh, Davis Love won recently, and but you don't have any course history. Well, I was there, so I know that. That's that oh, one's embedded. Okay. Yeah. Key. Key fact. I uh, yeah, Tiger Woods was there also when I was in the first golf tournament I ever went to, twenty fifteen Wyndham. Isn't isn't Stenson one of the worst putters on the in the game right now? Nah. I'm looking at some stats on the internet and I'm 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 looking at some putting numbers and, and Stenson looks like one of the okay, in this field, maybe there are worse putters in America. But like in this field. Yeah, um, no, I mean, are you looking at my stats, or what stat are you looking at? Uh, I'm on the internet right now. It looks like I'm looking at your stats. Yeah, your stats. Yeah, it's skewed because of the short sample recent. I mean, he's been a, he was atrocious um, last week, and not good before that, but that's such a short sample. I mean, Stenson really overall bad last a, week. As a normal putter, he's a normal putter. I'm not gonna like model him as a like, bad putter. We're talking. I mean, I mean, look, looking at your stats here, last uh, last eight rounds, like tragically bad. We're talking like he. Yeah, no, he's only yeah, that's last eight really weeks, bad. and he's only got six rounds in the last eight weeks. And I know I I could split it out, but I know that last weekend was really bad. I mean, that's even better. Like anything to keep people off of him. Um, Stenson has been putting for fucking a long time, and he's solid. It, you know, he's solid. It's variance. Yeah, but he's a name in this event. Won't he be highly owned? Um, I'm curious. I mean, he's going to garner some ownership. I don't think people. He's not going to be like five percent. Um, I'm. You know, he. I don't have a good gauge on ownerships. I've been so dialed into like the all these big events and kind of like feeling out how the public feels about you know Spieth, Rory, Woods stuff. But you go into this mix, like, everyone's handicapping a different type of field than we've seen in a while, and it's like, I'm not sure what people are going to do with people. It'll shape up throughout the week. Yeah, I don't... 13%. What do you got? 13%. So who's going to be the highest owned guy over 10K? Webb? I mean, Webb is the only Great real, question. like... Inch- I mean, Matsuyama's, like, dead. I mean, he's he's a play on on, you know... His his long term golf history alone. Yeah, but he shot four under on Sunday. I'm gonna go with I don't Cabrera Bello and and Matsuyama as their highest owned players over 10k. I don't know. I mean, maybe I, Shane Lowry too because Lowry blew up all, over the weekend. He was on. You could watch CBS golf coverage on on Saturday and Sunday this past weekend, and Shane Lowry was featured on Sunday. Okay. Uh, I did see his. I did see him a little bit. I don't. He's one of those guys too that I think needs to play his way into the playoffs here, for whatever that's worth. Um, I don't know. Lowry is like uh, overall very class in this field, but he's a guy that I don't think it's a good course for him. He can still do well here just on sheer talent, but in generally, it's going to shade against him. Like. Taking the driver out of your hands a little bit, and um, you know this is more of an accuracy course, and 
But he's sharp enough with the irons that he can compete for sure. He could win for sure. But I think it shades against him, the course setup. It's not his preference. I don't think he would play at all unless he needed to get in the playoffs. How much Brendan Steele are you going to own this week? Um, depends how much the field has him. But he's uh, he's up there. He's in the mix. Okay, Mr. Field Predictor guy who can't give me an answer at the moment. Yeah, it's like, there's no point in doing the podcast. Um, I would imagine a fair chunk. He's like, you got this little range of Hadley, Steele, Kirk kind of popping, and you're going to need those like sub-8K guys. I don't like – going sub-7K in this field is really a fucking – cesspool so I think I, I would like to rely on a guy like Steele um, heavily now if the field's going to own him 25% I, you know uh, I'll try to find somebody else but I would like to, I just don't see the field doing that this week I nah. mean he's been pretty bad lately yeah I don't think so either but he's definitely uh, got more talent than most of the people in that area Abe Answer oh, absolutely that is popping now. He was a guy that for a while wasn't really popping, but I, I could see him doing well, but it hadn't like shown up in the averages. And now, you know, the averages, he's at least got, uh, in the last two months, he's looked like one of the sharper golfers in this field. So I'd like to get a piece of him too. But that's just on I'm the last two points. We're back now in the field like this. We're like, if a guy was like shitty for the whole year, but has done good the last two months, I'm listening. And if a guy has been shitty for the last two months, but we know he's a good golfer, then I'm listening. You don't need – you need, like, one thing going for you to be a play in this field, whereas, like, last week you want to be, like, on it to be a play in the PGA Championship. Well, so who fits that category of guys who are just really playing badly, but besides Stenson? Um, but you Sergio have... Matsuyama. Those are guys that, like, we know these are, like, world-class golfers, but they've just been ass lately. Yeah, I would like to have lunch with, with Matsuyama and just, like, talk to him about golf sometime. I think that'd be a fun yeah. a fun topic. Speaking of talking about golf, I'd like to also, I don't know if we can, um, somebody get a hold of John, John Hugan's, uh, agent but i'd like to get him on the podcast we have a producer that can hook us up with that or like a a show coordinator or something like that who is that yeah we have a producer but i think he's like in a holdout right now contract negotiations yeah i, I keep waiting for yeah, yeah exactly i keep waiting to hear from our producer to to yeah to get us some some guests uh or, or help out with the editing and it's just looks like crickets so I guess we'll keep keep asking about that. Maybe we'll get some action yeah, next week. I'd ask him, once the I'd season's ask over him with. nicely. Um, I don't think Henrik, I don't think Hideki Matsuyama speaks English, dude. So that might be a tough lunch that you want to have there. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure if he well if he doesn't speak English, he must walk around with like a translator. So I mean, we can just talk. I can just talk Shit. to the translator. Are you gonna buy lunch for him and the translator? That's fucking expensive. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Where are you I would, going? I would take him. Where are you going? Don't say sushi. That's that's just distasteful. I mean, why, why, why would that be distasteful? Maybe he loves sushi. No, you live in Colorado. You can't get sushi in Colorado. That, no, what? What do you? Why else would it? What do you? All right, where are you? 
I mean, where are you taking them? They fly fish in here. It's 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 marginal. Yeah, there's no such thing as marginal sushi. It's either fucking the bomb or don't put it in your body. Anyway. I had some fast food sushi the other day. It was pretty good. Oh, that explains a lot. Jesus Christ. Anyway, don't take Matsuyama to fucking fast food sushi. Where are you going? Chipotle? Yeah, probably Chipotle. I think, I think you'd appreciate maybe, that. Maybe, 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 maybe Quiznos. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're buying for both of them, you got to fit the budget. Yeah, well, it's, we, you know, the show only has a limited budget. Yeah. I'm really, I mean, John Hoogan has been uh, blasting Tiger's uh, performance from this past weekend, and I think I, I think I agree with him. You know, with the soft greens, really... Really helped him out. I do too. Uh, I mean, that, that tweet just kind of like went out before we went to do the podcast here, and just like all these golf guys are just railing on him, and I'm like, what's going oh, on? Oh man, because he... it's a shit show. If you're <laughs> if you're uh, if you're if this guy, yeah, people are just throwing poop at him. It's it's oh, nasty. Yeah, I mean, people are full on like engorged with Tiger Woods mania at this point. Um, and like, I mean, the, the fact is, like, he's right. Like, that's, like, no one's saying Tiger isn't really fucking good, but the dude benefited tremendously from being able to miss that many fairways. Um, everyone who missed fairways benefited from it. And then people are like, oh, but, you know, they had the exact opposite conditions at Carnoustie. What then? Well, it's not that, it's not that black and white. Carnoustie actually also allowed him to play without his driver. Um, without hitting his driver well. So really both courses allowed Tiger to play well without hitting his driver well, and he capitalized on it. And good yeah. for him. No one's knocking him. I was rooting my yeah, ass I mean, off I mean, for this, the dude, but yeah. that's facts. He benefited from that thing being so well, soft. It's easy to it's easy to, to fall in love with a guy like Tiger Woods. I mean he's he's a he he, he you know, he's the kind of guy that, that gets excited about putting you know putting he he makes a putt and does a fist pump. He he hits a shot and just starts walking. It's, it's easy to get excited about a guy like that. I mean, he's just fun to watch. What, what my, one of my favorite comments from from Hugan is this is a tweet from early, earlier today, fifteen hours ago. Not sure if that was today or yesterday, but anyways, very often he was hitting the only shots available. Dot 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 shots that would not have finished on greens that were not puddings. I mean, I, if you can use the word puddings pluralized in a tweet, that's a world-class tweet. Oh, man, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. How, how yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go dial up some Jello pudding after this. Absolutely. Yeah, nobody ever eats just one pudding. It's got to be puddings. Multiple puddings. Would you mix puddings together, like various flavors, or would you just go straight... Chocolate, chocolate. No, I mean they do that. Right? When I was a kid, you used to get the snack pack, and they had ones that were vanilla chocolate swirl. But are you talking about making just like a, like a, a beige pudding? You could swirl it. I mean, make, you know, there's. I think you could, you know, lightly mix it, or you could just straight up, yeah, blend it together. I'm talking about either or. I mean, there's no wrong or right way to do this. You know, multiple puddings. Are we blending it? Are we? vigorously stirring it or are we just barely integrating the two uh, are you one of those guys that takes your, your chobani and stirs the fruit in i don't really do that kind of yogurt but but that's a, a, a good tangent i mean I, I like where we're going with this I mean, pudding talk i mean if somebody yogurt. if somebody handed you a chobani <laughs> you understand the mechanics there right? you open the lid 
what do you do? Do you, yeah. do you stir the fucking thing up or? Okay, fine. I'm, I'm stirring my yogurt. God damn it's it. A, it's 100%. I knew it. it says on the fucking box not to stir. <laughs> and people just start. I mean, you're ruining the whole fucking treat. You got to dip the spoon in there and get you like a little bit of blueberry and a little bit of yogurt all in the same bite and not. Okay, I'll try it next time. Whatever. All right, yeah, all right. next time I'll that's try it. That's a separate podcast, though. I know, I guarantee that you is, Tiger's yeah, that's... not stirring his fucking yogurt up. Next, yeah, next on, on, on tomorrow's uh, yogurt, yogurt Land podcast, we're going to be talking about, about that. But yeah, Tiger, he, what does he do? He hits well from 100 yards off the fairway on, onto the green. Pudding. Pudding. Uh, was there a question there? Well, what about so? Let's talk. I mean, let's let's go ahead and just forget about the Wyndham at this point. I want to blabber on about the PGA Championship. Awesome. Brooks Kepka is is one of the best golfers of, all, of 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 our era at this point, right? He's won three majors. He's he's really good. But but why? I I I'm, I'm reading some articles. Again, I was trying to do some research for the Wyndham, and and all I saw was commentary about Kepka not getting enough attention, Tiger getting too much attention. What about him? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really... I mean, it, it's it's a catch-20. Basically, they need the golf to be on more channels at once. Um, I mean, because I'm sitting there and, like, all I want to see is Tiger, right? But then the fact that, like, nobody's even watching Kepka win it. Like, like the announcers even at one point were like, hey, guys, there's still a golf tournament going on here. And they're like, oh, yeah, after Tiger got off the course. While, like, Scott and Kepka are like, I mean, they're like one stroke apart on 17. And they're, like, showing Tiger, like, signing his scorecard. <laughs> like, it's kind of absurd. Um, I, I don't know what to do with that because I want to see Tiger, but at the same time, I do feel like it's bullshit that they don't show the, the guy that's actually winning the tournament. I mean, they showed his shots, but they were all the focus is on Tiger. That's just the way it is. It is what it is. It's, it, it's crazy to think that if Brooks Kepka didn't exist, that Tiger Woods would have won the tournament. <laughs> it's like, think about how great life would be if Brooks Kepka had never been born. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> 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 or if like Brooks Kepka was like a I'm UPS saying, no. driver or something. Well, maybe he goes into like weightlifting or something. Yeah. Hey, Brooks Kepka. You know, the PWL, the Professional Weightlifting League. Yeah. <laughs> I just pictured Brooks Kepka like that old Saturday Night Live skit where the guy goes to pick up the the huge weights and his arms just rip off. <laughs> 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 that's a classic, man. Were you, were you were you born when that thing was was, May, was recorded? Because that's pretty. I, I, it's gone pretty far. It's back. on the line, but I was I was well cultured by my parents. Yeah, I mean, I think that was from like '89, and, and I think you were born in like what '87. Yep, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. You were you were like you were in diapers when that when that was. Uh, yeah. Aired. But anyways, Kepka. I think that's all we got for this week. Unless you want to add some more commentary about Kepka. I mean, keep talking. Don't let me stop you. Um, yeah, Kepka's annoying. There's no choice but to fade him. He's just too popular on the notion that it's all... he. Do, I mean, he makes a lot of birdies, but so do most of the best players in the world. Um, so he's hyped up on DraftKings because of that scoring angle, which has some merit, but it still doesn't deserve a 25% ownership at this point. I'll keep fading him at 25% ownership plus, and I think... We're talking Kepka right now? Kepka, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he the thing, but the problem is, is he does not play in very many tournaments that aren't majors. 
He does what? He doesn't play. He only plays in majors, basically. basically I feel like I haven't yeah. seen his name except except for majors. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he's showing up in the majors. He's it's he's coming back from an injury and had a light season in general, and like that's why a lot of his stats from this season are curious. Yeah, it took a while to kind of build up. He's well, what kind of injury did he even have? Like, did he like it is the 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 muscle in your left arm that allows you to pl- hold a golf club more properly than you you could before like what was the I forget I thought it was a wrist injury but I forget who comes off injury yeah who who comes off injury and wins two majors well I mean Brooks Kepka right I think it's the more I think about it I'm just not really sure why people more people aren't questioning the the injury and the surgery like what was really going on there. I don't know. I just Googled There's an article titled Defending Champ Brooks Kepka Details His Injury Hell from the New York Post going into the U.S. Open. So, I mean, <laughs> apparently it was pretty bad. Wrist injury, yeah. Um, Must have been if he's talking about, yeah. Kepka, he plays golf the way it should be played, which is um, super high variant. He goes for it. I, I love it. Uh, you know, I just – he's purely – game theory play at this point like every week you just got to look at his salary and his ownership and, and I mean he's he's always going to be a great tournament play because of upside he's always going to be a great tournament play because of the variance in the other direction or he's going to be a great tournament fade um, and, and you're either going to look like a genius or an idiot uh, you know and it's just that's that's what makes this game fun or hellish however you want to look at it I just don't think I agree with that. I don't think he goes for it. If I if I think about somebody who goes for it, I think of John Daly. I like I went for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I wonder I wonder what if their strategies would look that different. And Kepka just doesn't play it up as much. But you're right, John Daly is. I mean, come on. I don't know. I wasn't. I, I'm not gonna. I'm well, not. Like I'm not a, gonna like compare a, anybody to John Daly on our podcast. I just that's. Well, that's a that's a yeah. I shouldn't have gone there because that's like saying yeah. That's a bad comparison. But like Bubba Watson, I feel like is more of a guy who really goes for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Talk to you next week. All right. Thanks. the golden voice of Sean and of Zach as well. This has been Golf Talk. Now go kindly yourself.